Hello everyone, this is Nerd Theory. I am Wilrick. And I am Jono. Today we will be discussing time relativity and how it affects us here on the planet Earth. Now, that's kind of a watered down topic in the sense that when discussing time relativity, you get into time travel and all that stuff as well. But we're just going to touch the tip of the iceberg today and cover like what experiments have happened, what theories suggest on what could happen if we were like traveling at a certain speed and so on and so on. So obviously we're all familiar with the fact that our life is based on you know the time that it takes for our earth to revolve around the sun but there have been some interesting theories on that topic namely the fact that time is tied in to not just gravity but speed as well. Like here on Earth, we did an experiment, and what they did was they put a clock at sea level and then put a clock at a higher elevation, and the one at sea level experienced time more slowly than the one at a higher elevation, which suggests the fact that the people here at sea level age more slowly than the people at a higher elevation which I mean if you think about it maybe it does make sense because some people have that young look to them and normally they're they originate from a place that's closer to sea level than what you're used to seeing and it surprises a lot of people and they've also theorized if you were to travel around the earth at light speed for two years and come back and land on the planet, you would have passed 30 years on earth, but you would have only experienced two yourself. And let's just say that uh, when you left for this experiment, you had just had a newborn baby. Theoretically, after you experience those two years in outer space, when you come back to Earth, if you're say, uh, let's say you're 25, uh, your body will only be 27 years old. However, your newborn baby will be 30. That means your baby will actually be older than you. And no one will believe you that that is your baby. Even though, you know, enough time will have passed that your ID will say that you're, you know, you're 57, 57, your body will not look a day over 27. Yeah, and that's if you're aging eh, decently. Now, if you're aging pretty well and have to get carded for everything, well, I'm sorry, friend. Everyone's going to think your ID is false and you're just screwed. Sorry. And on the flip side of that, they have also theorized that if you get close enough to something with a very heavy gravity, like, say, a black hole, and you go the speed of light around that, as opposed to just the regular let's say earth gravity that you spend one year traveling at light speed around a black hole that when you get back to earth it will have been 220 years on earth and that's not including the travel that you would have to spend to even get access to that gravitational pull of the black hole which in turn would probably be about another hundred years even if you're going at light speed, which in concept, that is ridiculous. 
to see how far it would actually have to be at that large amount of speed just to get somewhere significant. And the reason we said that uh, this this topic can be kind of watered down is it can actually touch on the subject of time travel. So, and the reason I say that is because even though you will have only experienced one year, when you get back to Earth, that one year for you will have really been 220 years. And that's why we say that you could construe that as time travel. And if that's the case, that means once you go fast enough in a gravitational pool, that means you can essentially just escape time itself and just go into the future to whatever you please. But you will still have to pay that cost, which will be highly expensive. And also it will cost you one year of your life. Plus anyone that you have possibly known would already be dead. And that's a sad fact. But you could always look up their great 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 grandchildren and who knows maybe you have a chance with them if that's the way you want to go or you can also see your own great great grandchild and actually be a part of their life which i mean none of their other family members would probably even remember you but it's possible i mean but today's technology and everything, we can keep track of our family history very well now. Time travel in the real world would not be like it is in movies. It would not be purely instantaneous. Um, the reality of time travel would be that it would take you some time. Now, obviously, it would depend on the gravitational pull of whatever you were orbiting. Uh, you know, like we said prior, two years at light speed around the Earth is only 30 years, but one year so a half that time around a black hole is 220 years so it really just depends it really does and also if we were able to achieve anything faster than light speed we could potentially work time and space into our own reality and go back in time so long as we had the velocity to do so but with a physical form it's practically impossible from what theories right now suggest because the only thing that can go almost it's off by like 0.32 or something like that but it's the particles accelerator and it goes nearly the speed of light but it can't because it has mass but if we could get rid of that mass and maybe just travel back in time with our minds instead of our physical bodies, then that would be the only way I could see to achieve time travel. And just real quick, uh, I kind of want to give a shout out to uh, edx. It's edx.org. Now, they in no way, shape, or form are sponsoring us. Uh, it's just it's a website that I've been using for some time, and uh, it's basically all the elite colleges of the world got together, and they made all of their courses free for people to, you know, go on, and they call it auditing a course. And uh, you can just take those courses for free because they understand not everybody can afford to go to college. I've been taking classes in physics, in psychology, in AI programming. And there's even classes in other languages and culture which is always a plus thing and i mean honestly who isn't tired of our culture at the moment <laughs> it's a little tiring isn't it i mean politically it's a disaster education a mess you know i was born and raised in minnesota however i moved to oklahoma i went to high school in oklahoma and 
In Oklahoma, I was taking Algebra 1 at the 11th grade level, I believe. And the reason that's significant in my mind is that was a 5th or 6th grade class in Minnesota. So the sheer fact that it can differ that greatly just from one state to the other, or just from one school to the other, says wonders about the standards of our educational system. It's not as great as they would like us to believe, and the fact of the matter is, uh, getting a college education nowadays, as much as I hate to say it, is almost pointless. I mean, obviously, you know, there are some fields that require a higher education, like if you're going to be a physicist, if you're going to be an engineer, if you're going to be a doctor, you know, anything like that, basically anything in science, whether it's medical or not, requires a higher education. But most of this generation, most of my generation, they've experienced that when they got out of college, it really didn't benefit them at all. And on top of that, they had massive amounts of debt. Because what's the statistic? If I remember correctly, about 70% of people don't use what they got their degree in. Which is, I mean, that's a lot of people that are smart and can do things. They just either didn't enjoy it, couldn't find a job in it. You know, there's so many variables and honestly, it's kind of pointless but i mean there are those few things that excel in our world which is amazing such as coding but you don't need someone to teach you coding you can t teach yourself on either via platforms book you know there's so many other ways or you could just experiment and Maybe you'll get lucky and actually invent something cool. I mean, it, it does happen, right? And now we're not dissing college at any at any level here. I mean, if you want to go to college for something like, I don't know, art or, you know, political science or, you know, one, just anything that even one of the courses that are dogged on by society nowadays, if you want to go into that field just because it purely interests you, okay, cool, good for you. But don't be surprised if you can't find a career when you, you know, when you get out of college. It does happen a little too often, which is a very sad thing. But on another note, like back to our school experiences, if you're like him and I, we actually were very intelligent in school all throughout. And it's weird to think about because throughout uh, my elementary school, everyone thought I was special ed, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I wasn't. It was just, I was bored and lazy. I mean, and they couldn't tell the difference. And then someone decided to test me because they're like, there's no way. And I tested in the seventh grade to actually be smart enough to read at a 12th grade level and do either 12th or 11th grade math, which means they were expecting me to be able to do calculus at seventh grade, which means our school system is failing, at least for the highly intelligent. And like I said, you know, whenever I moved to Oklahoma and started high school, and now when I say high school, I mean the eighth grade. You know, I understand that that's technically middle school, but uh, if that even still exists anymore, it's been 10 years since I've been in school. Same. But um, <laughs> in the eighth grade, uh, they, they, got, they started getting kind of worried about me because I was failing majority of my classes. So they had me take a placement exam because they thought I was also special ed, that I would need special ed classes. And uh, in the eighth grade, I tested out at a graduate level. They were convinced that I had to have cheated because I hadn't been passing any of my classes. They just didn't believe in me. And 
And so they made me take the test again with a superintendent. Now keep in mind, this is back when it was still pen and paper. The superintendent was in the room watching me, and I mean, for a good two days. And at the end, I had tested out again. I actually got a higher score the second time than I did the first time. And their response to that was, okay, we'll just put you in regular classes. Because there weren't any advanced classes at that school because it was so small but i should have gotten my diploma at the age of 13 years old so throughout high school i actually maintained a fairly high gpa basically up until i got bored and i had one teacher uh miss richardson that genuinely cared about her students and she pulled me aside one day and she started asking me questions about it because I only hung out with other intelligent people. Uh, all the people I hung out with were two, three, four grades ahead of me. I mean, I, I hung out with college kids at some points because they were on my intellectual level. The school just didn't care about any of that. They just didn't want to lose another student. Which, I mean, happens in their small school because they require a certain amount of students to get the funding they need, which is really fucking stupid. Let's be honest about that. I mean, you shouldn't be able to get paid for a budget whenever you have a certain amount of students. I mean, I get the more students there are, the more money you're going to need. But if a school's having trouble staying afloat because there's not enough money, we should really reevaluate everything on our school budget for the entire government, which, oh god, don't even get me started on the government. The sheer fact that a public school can can have over 100, 100, 150 students in it, and they're about to have to close the doors, however, rinky-dink little church down the way has 30 flock members, and they're thriving, you know, that kind of says a lot. Which, I mean, really shouldn't be happening, because we do have the separation of state and church, which, honestly, I don't even see the point of anymore, because... Really, they're just in bed together at this point. It's ridiculous. And so many things about, like, the political statue bothers us, especially nowadays. I mean, it's ridiculous with how different opinionated our entire country as a whole is just at each other's throat. At least that's what the media believes. And, I mean, I don't ever see that because I always see civil conversation between one another. And now, every now and then, it does get out of hand because, I mean, of course, there's always race that's involved or sexist or so many other things, which, honestly, it doesn't matter what you are. Just be intellectual. Be smart. Be a nerd. And, you know, I see a lot of the same problems in pretty much any organization. Uh, I mean, whether it's the school system, the government, uh, whether it's religion, you know, I see a lot of the same problem. You have two main sides in politics, at least in the U.S., it's Democrats and Republicans. Uh, I mean, in religion, you got the Christians and you got the atheists. You know, personally, I don't believe in any kind of God. I don't believe in any higher power or anything like that. Uh, metaphorically speaking, I've had a science book in my hand since I was a child. When it comes to religion, I just genuinely wish that people would just stop judging everybody else and take a look at themselves. You know, why do you feel like you have to judge everyone else for this or that action? And on that note, let's swing back around to the topic of time 
time travel and think about if you were able to go 220 years into the future and then come back and see how religion or politics have changed or even the education system it'd be astonishing hopefully it'd wow you or it could be a completely fucked up situation and where there was no return so maybe you just go further into the future until there was no future left we don't know though because we can't exactly experiment with that but could you imagine if you were able to go 220 years into the future come back to earth and everything's changed maybe the political mess wouldn't be such a mess maybe they'd be more accepting of each other instead of at each other's throats and the amount of culture that would have changed would be phenomenal, hopefully. Or it could possibly be the exact opposite. Who knows? Maybe the, you know, maybe the sadistic side of humanity finally wins out. Maybe we bomb ourselves back to the Stone Age. Maybe it turns into uh, the Bethesda game Fallout, you know? Maybe the whole world 220 years from now is just nothing but ash and ruin because we destroyed ourselves because we couldn't put our petty differences aside and just realize that everybody on this planet is one race. There are not several different races. You know, we are one race. We are the human race. And if we keep fighting amongst ourselves, it's not going to end well for us. We're just going to end up in a nuclear disaster and all be either fried to a crisp, chilled to the bone, because, you know, the ashes blocking out the sun would just kill off the rest of us that actually lived, or we would die by the radiation. Who knows? But if we were able to do that just think of how much technology would grow i mean you could probably listen to this without even having to turn anything on you would just have to speak and then a little chip inside your head would be like okay plain nerd theory and this was the ending of nerd theory we hope to catch you next time and we will be talking about something completely different who knows it's a surprise to us it'll be a surprise to you and remember hate humanity but love potential stay intellectual and keep growing and that is all for today. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.